from digitiki.com You guys think it would hurt my reputation any be associated with this magazine? Well, it depends on how you look in a bikini. Hey, it is work. Looking at the pictures of all those pretty girls reading how those bachelors live it up. It's a tough job for a married man to keep from killing himself. <laughs> Welcome to the Quiet Village. Thai is delicious. Welcome back for another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct, as always, from digitiki.com in the heart of the Quiet Village. And here we go. I've got a great, great show lined up for you. I've got an interview with the founder of Tiki Magazine, Nick Kamara. Uh, We'll be talking to him about the last issue of Tiki Magazine with him at the helm. He has sold the magazine and uh, the last issue is coming out or maybe it's out by the time this episode is out. Uh, Also, I've got some great music coming up by a brand new band called The Tiki Delights, which I am very excited to play for you. I I do want to give a big shout out to Roy Snyder, a.k.a. Wildsville Man, who is the producer of the great events uh, Tiki Caliente and Mod Palm Springs, both which take place in Palm Springs. Got to hang out with him recently, and he will actually be my guest on the next episode of The Quiet Village. Also... Big mahalo to the cast and crew of Zen Tiki Lounge Podcast. I was fortunate enough to have been interviewed by them for the show. I got to hang out with them, and they are really a fun bunch of people. So uh, if you guys are listening, cheers. I had a wonderful time. Thank you very much much. Also want to thank all the listeners who are tuning into Quiet Village Radio. It is very, very popular, and it keeps getting more popular going to have Jeff Chenault showing up uh, on The Quiet Village with an, uh, a weekly show called In the Vault with Jeff Chenault. That is coming very soon. But before I get to playing the tunes, I want to tell you about something a listener turned me on to. Alan Roy, who's a regular uh, contributor, he writes in quite a lot. Thank you, Alan. Uh, he turned me on to the UC Santa Barbara, their website, where they have old Hawaiian cylinders from the 19-teens. They have digitized almost 75 of these, and you can go up and listen to them, download the MP3s. They're old cylinder recordings. So if you're if you're not familiar with that, if you're if you're digi like I am, uh, they're about the size of a Coke can. They were out at the turn of the century, and uh, the, the turn of the last century, and uh, all the albums were uh, the the songs were recorded on them, and they they spun around. Uh, really interesting. And uh, I I will have the link up if you want to go there. You can find that on digitiki.com slash podcast, uh, or you can click in your artwork viewer window. It's a rather long URL. Um, There's a lot more than just Hawaiian music, um, but they do have a lot of Hawaiian music that you can uh, download and listen to. So thank you very much, Alan. I'm really, really happy to pass that along. So now I'm going to play a tune for you by a brand new band called the Tiki Delights. This is from their EP that just came out 
called Meet the Tiki Delights. This is a wonderful track called Bally Safari, right here on The Quiet Village. Aloha, this is Darren Long from the Tiki Delights, and you're listening to The Quiet Village.
Ah, boy, you had to take a sip of Mai Tai with that one. That is a classic jazz tune called Stella by Starlight, performed by Martin Denny from the newly released uh, CD, A Taste of India and Classica, I'm sorry, Exotica Classica, both classic albums remastered and released on a single CD from Vocalion out of the UK. Before that, we heard Shadow of Love and Enchanted Reef by Les Baxter and his orchestra from the album Academy Award Winners and Soul of the Drums. Again, another one of those two for two albums on a single CD. In the middle of that set, a really, really favorite of mine, Voodoo, not by Robert Dresden, but by Richard Heyman and his orchestra from the album Voodoo, which is very cool. I don't believe that one is available digitally. Um, very cool album, very orchestral. Uh, and, and ahead of that, we heard Tahitian Nights by the Islanders from um, the the collection album The Adventures in Paradise, which is a really fun vintage album with lots of different Hawaiian artists. And kicking off that set, we heard from a brand new band, the Tiki Delights, from their new album, Meet the Tiki Delights. Actually, it's an EP. I believe it only has six tracks, so it's kind of half an album. Uh, that was a track called Bally Safar, and we'll be hearing more from them as well. Now, I, I also want to talk about the collector in me a little bit, and I do want to remind you that if you're looking for stuff that is available digitally, you can always find it at the Beachcombers Corner at digitiki.com. But uh, one of my big favorites, uh, uh, I guess what you'd call series, and it was a radio show, it was Hawaii Calls, and I did an episode on Hawaii Calls. Yeah, you should check that one out. I had a lot of fun doing that. I'm sure those of you who are collectors and go through the record bins have seen a lot of albums that say Hawaii Calls and favorite instrumentals and exotic instrumentals and and whatnot. Uh, but I actually um, discovered that some of those classic albums were remastered and re-released on CD for a very short time in Japan, right around 2000. And they have gone out of print and they are like hen's teeth. They are exceptionally hard to find. And I'm going to gloat, gloat for a moment. I found two of them that I'm really excited about. And they were, they're used, but they were in excellent shape. One is Waikiki, which is a beautiful cover of a hula dancer on, on um, Waikiki Beach. And the other one from Hawaii Calls is one that I'm sure everybody's got. It's called Favorite Instrumentals of the Islands, and it's got kind of a reddish cover with a big um, bass, acoustic bass, and um, and a ukulele and, and lays and everything. I'm sure if you've seen the cover, you'd recognize it. These albums, the LPs, are not that hard to find because they were so exceptionally popular, but the CDs have never been released anywhere except for Japan, and they were released, like I said, for a very short time in 2000. They're out of print, and they were remastered, and they sound absolutely wonderful. So I'm going to rub it in a little bit and play you a track from each of them. First, a track from uh, Hawaii Calls Waikiki album, and then a track from Favorite Instrumentals of the Islands. So here we go. It's gloat time, folks, right here on The Quiet Village.
lovers find her by the seashore Strolling along without a care She has a smile for every beach boy And a hibiscus in her hair My Waikiki and stormy On the surf you'll find her there She rides the breakers on the surfboard With a hibiscus in her hair My Waikiki She promised to be mine forever With a hibiscus in her hair My Waikiki
Okay, there we go. And my Mai Tai, I'm working on it there. That was Luau by the Surfmen from their album Studio 102 Essentials, which is the name of the digital reissue. The original album title was Exotic Island with an, with an amazing cover. Before that, Nature Boy, performed by Robert Maxwell, his harp, and his orchestra. How's that for a mouthful? From the album Shangri-La, unfortunately, is not available on CD or digitally yet. In the middle of that set, we heard none other than Rosemary Clooney and Perez Prado from the classic album A Touch of Tabasco. That was Bally High, a very cool cha-cha version of Bally High. Ahead of that was Deep Night, performed by the Koki Band. Um, that album is called Exotica 1970. Again, not released digitally, which I wish it was. And then the first two tracks we heard at the top of the set, we heard My Waikiki Girl and Hilo March in that order by Hawaii Calls from my newly found, I'm so excited, geeking out, uh, out-of-print CDs. 
uh, of Hawaii Calls from Japan, one entitled Waikiki and the other one entitled Favorite Instrumentals of the Islands. The LPs are readily available at garage sales and whatnot, and, and, and they're fairly plentiful, but those CDs were rare, 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 so I was kind of excited. Okay, up next... We have a very special visitor to the to the Quiet Village, Nick Kamara of Tiki Magazine. Actually, rather than than uh, him being a guest at the Quiet Village, I actually joined Nick at the Bally High Restaurant in San Diego, which is his hometown. He he hails from San Diego, and it turns out I I've I've known someone for years and years who've worked with Nick. And I didn't even realize it until until maybe about three years ago. So it was kind of interesting. So we all met up at the Bally High, and we sat at the, in, the, in their lounge at one of the floor-to-ceiling windows during sunset, and we were enjoying the rocket fuel Mai Tais. Actually, I had a Mr. Bally High, which comes in the Mr. Bally High mug. And uh, I got to meet up with him in a very busy Bally High Restaurant. We enjoyed a wonderful round of drinks, and it was hopping in there. And I asked Nick about Tiki Magazine. Aloha, Nick. Aloha. We're with Nick Camara of the Tiki Magazine, the founder and current owner of Tiki Magazine. We're here at the Bally High enjoying several cocktails. You hear this? Jiggler Mai Tais. Right, Jiggler Mai Tais. We've obviously been chewing the fat for a while before I hit record. Sure. So, excuse us all, we've had a few Mai Tais. There's one thing I really want to know personally. What got you into Tiki before Tiki Magazine? How did you get into it? Well, the way I got into it, when I was in high school, my high school basketball team, when I was in 11th grade, we got invited to a Christmas tournament in Honolulu. It was called the Punahou Classic. As a matter of fact, if I would have played in this tournament a year earlier, I would have played against Barack Obama. <laughs> nice. True. But I uh, played in this tournament, and we were in Hawaii. We're in Honolulu for a week. And where a lot of my uh, teammates were more interested in the drinking age was 18 or where's the red light district. I, I was more interested in, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get back to Hawaii. I want to check this place out and see what it has to offer. So I rented a moped and went all over the island and absolutely fell in love. Nice. So now, fast forward several years. What, right. get, what gave you the idea for Tiki Magazine? Well, you know, I, I always had the love for Hawaii and all things tropical. And I'd, I'd returned to Hawaii a few other times, and I, I mentioned to a friend, and I said, you know, someone really ought to start a magazine that brings all of this together, you know, decor, uh, food, music, dress, whatever, and into one place. And my friend said, well, well why don't you do it? And I was kind of like, well, I think I could do it. And it got the wheels rolling, and well, here we are. Had you ever done a magazine before? Never. Well, it, it came along at the right time, because it, the whole tiki scene needed something like that. Well, thanks. I, I, I thought it does. I think every viable scene needs a, a publication of some sort that kind of brings things together. So you pulled together a ragtag team? I did. <laughs> I was very fortunate. 
first issue, which I still have. I have the first issue. You know, the, the first issue is like Lindbergh. We were flat out flying blind. <laughs> but we, uh, we had the passion, and I had a lot of wonderful people step up that wanted to contribute, and it all came together. And, that's all. and then I didn't realize that you knew Nelson, who's part of the Latin livers, by the way. That's right, Nelson Ortiz. Also known as Papi Togale. <laughs> he is a man of many talents. Yes, he is. That's right. He's sitting right here with us. It's a very busy night at the Valley Hub. You know, it's been a total learning experience because a lot of the things that I ran across, whether it's laying out a magazine, um, shipping a magazine, subscriptions, whatever, it's been a major learning experience, and I've had to learn as I'm doing and we've, we've lasted now, we've been publishing for nine years. We put out, we're about to put out our 22nd issue. And it took me about a year to get it going. So I've been working on Tiki Magazine for about 10 years now. Nice. And you, now, now on the bad news, you've recently sold Tiki Magazine. I did. So this issue that's coming out, uh, when is it due to August. August. August issue of 2013 is your last issue with you at the helm, right? Yes. So it's a collector's item, folks. Absolutely. It's Actually, they're all collector's items. I noticed they go for some money on eBay. Your Absolutely. back issues. Yeah. You know, it's it's really exciting and flattering at the same time because when I first started, I was like, I don't even know if anybody's even going to care. Right. And obviously, people care, which is really cool. Well, because, you know, people have been really supportive of me putting the magazine together for the last nine years, and I'm hoping the new regime of Tiki Magazine people will be supportive of that as well. I hope so. That would be nice. Because, you know, whether I'm doing the magazine or somebody else is doing the magazine, the scene needs a magazine. Yes. The scene it does need a magazine. That's another thing I want to ask you about. And I, I talked to Squid about this a long time ago. Seeing Tiki... The whole tiki scene keeps growing and gradually growing every year. When I talked to Squid, when he was in on, on the ground level in the early oh, yeah. 90s, he thought, oh, I give it five years and it's just going to be a fad and it's going to tank. And he's, to this day, thoroughly amazed that it continues to get more and more popular. And uh, I'm sure you've seen that too, become oh, yeah. a lot more mainstream. Absolutely. You're... Uh, Readership has probably gotten a lot bigger than the tiki community that we know of, I would imagine. Well, I was watching a TV show the other day with my daughter, who's almost seven. My daughter's like, hey, Daddy, there's tikis in the background on their set. And, <laughs> and she was right. Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's becoming very mainstream. Oh, yeah. Again, you had an artist on every cover, which is kind of unique. Yes. Um, so you've kind of kept it, you focused on artists through the whole thing. How has that been, to get, getting to know all these artists, having them actually do pieces for Tiki Magazine? How? Well, you know, I think Tiki is a very visual thing. Yes. And when I put together any issue of Tiki Magazine, I always try to make it a very visual magazine because I think that's what people want. I know that's what I would want as a reader. And really fortunately, the Tiki scene has a lot of incredible artists. 
people that just really, really are amazing. And in the beginning, when I started Tiki Magazine, I had to coax some artists into it. But I would say after the second issue, people are starting to come to me. That's good. Because you've had some amazing stuff. I've been pretty fortunate. The Bamboo Ben cover is one of them. Oh yeah, that was great. Ernie Keene put all of that together. That was a great cover. That was. And of course, I'm I'm partial to Doug Horn myself. Oh, Doug Horn's great. I actually, I collected his first print when he was Mr. Crafty. I have his first one. And on the new cover, he gets credit as Mr. Crafty. Yes, which I think is great. You know what, this, um, well, let's talk about Tiki Oasis. All right, let's talk about Tiki Oasis. This is my last Tiki Oasis as the publisher and editor of Tiki Magazine. And for me, it's a little bit bittersweet because, you know, I've, you know, I've come a long way, you know, from back in 05 where people were like, there's really a magazine that deals with Tiki? And I was kind of like, yeah, there is. Come check it out. We're now... People are more aware. And I'm bringing back uh, the early necklaces that Crazy Al did on the designs of Doug, of uh, Derek Yanniger. Uh-huh. I'm bringing back also a t-shirt that was done by a, uh, an artist from Pennsylvania named Squindo, which were some of our best sellers. Huh. And then we're going to have the new issue. And Nelson Ortiz and Marty Lush will be joining me Thursday night at the Valley High as my special guests. Marty Lush and his main Latin liver. That's right. Cheers. We got our second Mai Tai going here. And the Valley High Mai Tais are rocket fuel. And we will be babbling fools by the end of this Mai Tai. Dude, these things are so strong. Why are you uh, leaving Tiki Magazine? Well, the big reason why I'm walking away from Tiki Magazine, the really main and only reason is, um, in addition to Tiki Magazine, I am a high school teacher, and I have two children. I have a boy who's nine and a daughter who's about to turn seven, and my kids want to spend more time. And, hey, uh, my kids are the most important thing in my life. And I can't spend as much time as I would like to while doing two jobs at the same time. To have the responsibility of publisher and editor is just too much while trying to work full-time and spend time with my children. I can only imagine that doing a magazine, being editor of a magazine, is very time-consuming and meticulous. Well, you know, Nelson has seen me. He's walked into my classroom when it's, like, lunchtime and... He's seen me working on Tiki Magazine in the classroom. Yeah, and it's like, we got a deadline, you got to push. And I got to say, that article about Marty Lush was the pinnacle. Oh, that was <laughs> awesome. I got to get that Mark Riddle to contribute again, though. He was a terrific writer. Yes, I agree. The Hemingway of our time. That's what's been really an amazing thing about Tiki Magazine, though. You mentioned about the different artists we've had do covers. I've, I've really been fortunate to meet some really amazing people. Not only artists, musicians, and people that I consider my friends. That, had I not done Tiki Magazine, I don't think I ever would have met. 
but it's going to be a goal. Like, for instance, you, Mark, you're a friend of mine, and without Tiki Magazine, I probably wouldn't have met you. Well, I don't know. You know him. I do. <laughs> and I do. It is true, you know, and that's the same thing with me. Just getting out in the Tiki community, doing the things I've done, and doing this show, and doing things like that. I have met some really wonderful people, and it's it's really nice when you meet people, and it's 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 casual, and you can talk to them, and you know it's it's nice to just meet all these new people that are interested in all this stuff. And, and I like to geek out, so when I meet somebody that starts getting into details about sure. tiki stuff, I'm just I'm loving it because I geek out on all the details. Well, you know, it's been great for me, and, and, I, and I definitely want to say this in the this interview is the people that have been working with me on Tiki Magazine have been wonderful. I mean, from Eric Gordon, our art director, J.P. Balick, our photo editor, Kari Hendler, our assistant editor. All the different contributors we've had, you know, Matt Rios, James Teitelbaum, Crazy Al, um, the list goes on and on and on. We've had some really amazing people. And Tiki Magazine was never just Nick Camara. Tiki Magazine was always a group effort from a lot of people. Well, this, this last issue that's about to come out, it's going to be a really big issue. Um, a typical Tiki Magazine is 64 pages plus the cover. And this issue is going to be 80 pages plus the cover. And we're printing more copies, and yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty special. How many how many issues do you print up each issue? I mean, 17,000. And they go like that. They do. I know because you're always you're always saying it's gone, it's out, it's yeah. sold out. You don't have any more. Which is this one's probably going to go like even quicker. We're looking at printing 20 for this issue. So, looking to the future, what do you do? You have any plans, or are you, or are you just taking it easy? You know what I'm really looking forward to is continuing my job as a high school teacher, spending a lot more time with my children, and to give you an, an update on that, this fall after my responsibilities of Tiki Magazine go away, I'm going to be the assistant coach for my sons soccer team and my daughter's soccer team. Good for you. You're going you're gonna to lay in a hammock with a Mai Tai in your hand, right? Absolutely. That's the way it should be. And you know what? I'll, I'll be popping into the Tiki events, you know, Tiki Oasis, Tiki Caliente, Tiki Mojave, and some of the different events that we have. Ohana at the Lake in New York, the Hookie Lao. I want to go to these events, but you know what? I just want to go and enjoy. Cheers. So direct from the Valley High where we're already getting hammered off of these Mai Tais. Absolutely. Aloha, everybody. All right. Cheers. Big mahalos goes out to Nick Kamara for that interview. We had a wonderful time sitting there at the Valley High watching the sunset and slowly getting trashed on those Mai Tais. And I, I had a couple of Mr. Valley Highs. Uh, which came in the mug, which I still have, which is really wonderful. The Bally High is a really nice place. It's been remodeled, and um, the remodel is really something special. Um, they got the floor-to-ceiling windows on the on the west end of the cocktail lounge where you can sit 
and look at the bay and the sunset and you can sit in the in the dining room on the east side and look across the bay at the beautiful lights of downtown san diego it's a beautiful place and actually oasis uh is tiki oasis kicks off their their complete weekend thursday nights at the valley high and it's really something special so i i really love that place so mahalo to everyone. I want to remind you that my Mai Tai is empty, which means we've come to the end of another visit here at the Quiet Village. I want to remind you that you can go to the Quiet Village at any time, multiple ways. You can go to digitiki.com, click on the podcast button where you can get a complete rundown of this and past episodes, all the songs and the tracks that are on there, as well as links for this episode and other episodes. You can also go to the Quiet Village 24-7 and stay there actually now with Quiet Village Radio. And you can tune in again by going to digitiki.com and clicking on the radio button. You can listen with your iPhone, iPad, Android, uh, BlackBerry, Mac, and PC. And uh, I've got... I've got weekly shows. I've got a luau show on Fridays. I've got a swinging Sunday brunch on Sunday mornings. And every Monday, three different times, you can hear archives of the Quiet Village podcast. And I've got Jeff Chenault coming soon with his own weekly show, In the Vault with Jeff Chenault. So big mahalos go out to everyone. I want to thank you all for listening. Now I want to leave you with another track by a really fun band called The Tiki Delights. Here's a great kind of surfy tune called Scorpion Rider. Aloha. Thank you.